you. You are at the net. And welcome, friends, to another episode of the At The Net podcast, powered by Tex-Mex Productions. Working the soundboard to the back of the house are our producers, D-Mac and Dave the Brain. Time to say hello to your hosts, Craig Bell and AJ Shabria, as they're about to take us through three sets of texts, talking life and all the news as it seems to them. Ladies and gentlemen, Craig Bell. Thanks to our Athenet podcast for that fabulous introduction. Welcome, fans of the great game. You're listening to Season 1, Episode 29. 29. 29. 29. 29. Of Athenet podcast with AJ Chapria. That's you, isn't it? AJC, it's me. AJC. And CB1, that's me, right? Craig Craig Bell. Bell. Who are talking the great game of tennis as it it seems to to us. us. Thanks also go out to our good amigos at Tex-Mex Productions. That would be Darian D. Mac McBrayer, Dave the Brain. Leo from back of the house who are on the soundboards. They're moving the dials and buttons to make us sound like real people. We're real tonight, aren't we? We definitely are. All four of us. Uh, sometimes it's only two of us on a phone. But we're, we're four and here. We've got the we've got the guests right next to us. Love these guys. Right. And then lastly, be sure to check out our good work on SoundCloud, Fireside, Spotify, iTunes, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube. All the important communication sites that you kids find popular, right? Wherever you get your podcasts, right, AJ? Everywhere. In fact, I, I'm understanding that there's some podcast outlets that we didn't even think about oh okay and we're on there well so go find us us. we're there yeah and if you are female sorry guys yeah (laughs) i would like to be read the opening for the intro for the athenet podcast and be an athenet podcast girl let us know we're always looking for new female voices right to do the intro we were catching some flack for this but i want them to know that if you have two male co-hosts um, in Hollywood, you're going to have to have 50% females, so we, we yes. try to have yeah. yes. about half our guests are women, not tonight, of yeah. course, and 100% of our uh, intro yeah. voices are women. So. Right. Well, and we, we appreciate you all watching. This is our Oscars award show presentation with the favorite actor category. That would be Blair Desiree on our left. And in the leading support role, this would be yeah. Clint Sumrall, right? Yeah. Yeah, these guys are Oscars. Instead of being at the Oscars in L.A., they are right here this evening. Can you believe that? Because look at look at Blair. Doesn't he look like Brad Pitt? He with does. The, he's got the beard going. He's got the beard going right there. Yeah. And then you got Clint over here. He's got a little beard going. He's got more well. of a three-day, which <laughs> yeah. is a, it's typical Hollywood. That's Long beard. That's beard. Long weekend. Blair's one day. That's his one day. Right. <laughs> that's a manly he, man. He just woke up right there, and he's he's got the beard going. But Excellent. We've got, actually, all kidding aside, Blair Descarais. Say hello, Blair, with Master Sports, right? Master, Master Systems Courts. That's right. And Master. I'm honored to be here. Right. Thank and you. Then also, have on my right would be Clint Sumro with Headpin Racket Sports, right? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. Did, I, did I pronounce it correctly? Uh, Headpin Racket Sports. I'm district sales manager for uh, North Texas and Oklahoma. Oklahoma, too. Oklahoma? Is there any business up there? Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, Tulsa and Oklahoma City. There's yeah. A little what about Lawton, where I'm from? Uh, no. I just... Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Come on. Give us some Lawton action. There's got to be something for I, I wish still, there right? was. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know they buy pen balls at, at, at the military. The military, yeah. Not, sure. Just not directly through. Not direct. Okay, yeah. yeah. Lawton High doesn't do any business, or Eisenhower, um, or MacArthur. I sold us some, like, distributors that probably get some there. stuff right oh, there. Good. Well, we're glad to have you guys here. Seriously, glad to have you here. Uh, glad to have everybody watching. we got yeah. a couple of people watching. We'll have a lot of people listening eventually. And thanks a lot, guys, for, for coming out tonight. Yeah, no, it's Sunday night. You. It's the Oscar night. This is this is as good as the Oscars right here, I think, AJ. Don't you? It really we, is. We, we have, like I said, the leading actor right here, Blair Desperay. Yeah. Right there. What movie were you in recently? <laughs> 
One flew over cuckoo's nest. Can you say, here's Johnny? Here's Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, Blair is actually one of the leading court builders in the industry around the North Texas area. Uh, So if you you have... Need a court resurfacing, court building that could be basketball, yeah, not just tennis. Not just tennis you right. do pickle, uh, paddle, basketball, sport courts, right? Volleyball, volleyball, bocce ball, you name it. You name it, you Excellent. do it, right? Yeah. Equal opportunity. Anything with it, with a, a ball, maybe a net, right? Anything that has to do with any court surfacing, you got it, right? And, and not just hard courts. It. Um, well, we do sand volleyball, yeah. but we do not do clay. Courts. Clay, clay. You don't do clay. And I like to say you're one-stop shop for all your court needs, but it drives my wife crazy. Wow. So, so you, but you also do nets, uh, tie yes. wraps. You're big in tie wraps, aren't you? Right. Yeah. We do all accessories, though. Uh, we do a lot of windscreen. Yes, and we also do LED lighting. So um, we also do court logos as well and windscreen logos. Those are also very popular. Of which right is behind now. us. You did the logo yeah, right behind here at Venture Country Club. Right. Blair's done all of our work. For about the last seven or eight years, I think, right Correct. At, at this point. Right. Back when you took over the company, you were buying it from Bob Moody. Bob Moody, one of, one of my mentors, for right. sure, in this, right. in this area. So, so Blair's been one of our, our great friends for seven or eight years. So check out, is there a website? I'm sure you have a website. Correct. Uh, Mastersystemscourts.com. And Master Systems has been, uh, been in existence for 25 years, uh, building, as Craig said, construction, and re- refurbishing and also accessories. Anything that has to do, one-stop shopping right there. Right, for and, all your courses. And then, Clint, you, how long have you been in the business? Sorry, business? Mrs. Descaret. <laughs> Sorry about that. We had to. Clint, you've been in the business, uh, oh gosh, since uh, since you were born, basically. Your dad <laughs> yeah. was, uh, you kind of got into the business basically like you were going to be in the business no matter what, right? Right. Basically, uh, uh, my dad runs High Point Tennis Center in Plano. He's been there for 42 years now. Just a small, small 42 years. Yeah, right? so I was working in the shop when I was 14, 15 years old, teaching adult lessons. Stringing lessons, very stringing early in life. When I was like 16, 17, all throughout high school, college. Ran my own club in Sherman, Texas for about a year. And then worked uh, for Prince for about four years as a sales rep. And then switched to Head Pen uh, about a little over eight years ago. And it's been a great move for me, a great company. Happy to be a part of the team. So your dad didn't have you out there in diapers? I'm kind of surprised that. Uh, I think he did. Yeah, probably I 42 he, years. I, mean, I, I don't remember that, but, <laughs> but like I know my son, he's three years old right now. I, he's out I, there. I put a rack in his hand. He can hit early yeah. as possible, yeah. Is it, what is it, like a 19 inch or something? Uh, the smallest we make is 19 inch. 19. He can handle it with a, with like a red ball or yeah. orange ball. Certainly foam. He's probably had a yeah. foam ball since age. He, he, he likes to hold it way up high, let it bounce twice, and just whack it as hard as he can. He can get a hold of it. <laughs> Can't be t- Blair, do you have any kids that play tennis? Or I definitely have children, but none of them play tennis. No, no. No. What, what's your tennis background? Did you yeah, play tennis growing up? Or? I grew up playing tennis uh, um, from about the age of six. Um, and I played tennis in high school. I, a Jesuit Dallas, right? Correct. correct. Yeah, correct. Rangers. Correct. Go Rangers, right? Right. Go Rangers. Not Texas Rangers, but Jesuit Rangers. Correct. Correct. And you play. And you played. Uh, was that was that the time? Were they in? Was that Taps? Was that a Taps? At that at that point, were they in? Were they in uh, regular uh, UIL? It was long before UIL. Okay. Correct. And uh, Jesuit had a great tennis team, and I. I wasn't one of the stars. Oh, you but, were. But I was honored to be on the team. But this was, you were in high school in the early 80s. Correct. So tennis boom 
peak of tennis boom, I would say, right? Correct. Right. I graduated in 1983. 83. And th- those courts, th- were there four courts at that time around the... There were. Okay. Now they're a parking lot. Right. That's what I was thinking. I, I remember that uh, seeing those uh, at one time. Right. You all didn't do the resurfacing, did I take it on that? <laughs> no. no, no not, not this but you, you could. If Jesuit wanted to bring them back. I'd be honored to do courts. That's right. Yes. For Jesuit. Is, right. it, is there space? Is there ever talking about returning any... There, there could be space now because Jesuit's expanding and... Uh, they do own quite a bit of property over there that's already been developed, but mm-hmm. uh, I haven't been, I have not seen their, their plans. You're not actively yeah, uh, no. associated with the Alumni Association pushing the... Uh, I'm pushing, but yeah. yeah. They, they're not listening, right? <laughs> correct, correct. <laughs> yes. I think you just write a letter here and there, right. sign the email, men for others, right. love Blair, something right. like that. Right. Yeah. You probably get it. But grew up... Uh, uh, favorite tennis player? Did you? Uh, yes. At that time? Yeah. My favorite tennis player was Vitas Carolitis. Oh, Vitas. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> the Lithuanian lion. Right. My and my favorite Vitas Carolitis quote was uh, directed towards Jimmy Connors, where I believe he said, "Nobody, and I mean nobody, beats me sixteen times in a row." Awesome. <laughs> and, and that was at Madison Square Garden. I remember that presser. That was like eighty-one. And uh, after all those losses, Vita's got them in the right. Masters. Right. Like, right. not just in some little tournament. Right, right. Pretty big deal. Right. So did you Im- imitate his game? Like, did you serve and volley? Serve and volley, quickness. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Long hair, yellow Rolls Royce. Uh, no. Studio 54. <laughs> right. Well, that was probably, I'm thinking back in that day, that was probably. Cheryl Teagues. Yeah, Cheryl Teagues. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. What was the big dance club here in Dallas at that time? That was. The uh, Start Club. The Start Club. That's right. 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 I heard about that. I was not here at that point. You weren't here yet. I was you were up in Oklahoma. I was in Utah. At, in Utah, okay, right. in college. I was in college right there. He yeah. was just a wee high school lad, but I'm sure he tried to sneak in and yes, and be around uh, that that type of atmosphere, right? Yes, absolutely. Polyester. Did you have the chains and all that? Well, uh, no, no chains, no chains. Bell bottoms. Bell bottoms. Yeah. Yeah. Platform sure. shoes. Did you? Did you? Uh, Frequent I, the platform. I could have used them based on my height, but I did not. Found <laughs> I, I remember my parents. I. I Really wanted some platform shoes one time. I got ixnade really fast right. on that. Bell bottoms okay, but platforms. Right. Oh, you know, that was uh, I, I saw a pair at uh, a shoe place in Oklahoma City at that time. I moved from Lawton. You do <laughs> yeah. business in Oklahoma City, don't you? Oh, Oklahoma big City. City. Okay, okay. Yeah. But uh, I remember we were at French Market Mall on right. 63rd May, and there was a shoe store in there. And I wanted these platform shoes, and my mom goes, "Sorry, Craig, it no. ain't happening." No, no. Right. And now you're like, "Thanks, mom." Yeah, that Thanks. way, yeah, you're right. Because I, I don't want those pictures. Well, I was five two when I got my driver's <laughs> license, so I needed that. Not you Blair. Went, Blair would tower over me. Oh, please. You went nine inches. Yes. Fast, yeah. Huh? No. No question. I, From I, high school to college, you went five two when I got my driver's license. Wow. One hundred and ten pounds. That's what wow. pushed me towards tennis. Uh, they didn't need any fast 110-pound running backs at Putnam City High School. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to, I, I switched over to tennis. You did tennis and band, right? Music yes. and tennis. I was a double nerd. Yes. Uh. <laughs> you know, my wife said I would have never dated you in high school. <laughs> I was a real loser. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> that, that worked out. Yeah, right. But so hey, we, we were, asking, were asking Blair's yeah. favorite tennis player, yeah. and he gave us an answer that's not the common answer. Great, Vitas. <laughs> yes. Clint, what do you got for us? Yeah, uh, who's your favorite player growing up? Yeah. I grew up, I grew up watching Sampras. Yeah. I always liked him, the serve and volley. And it's funny, they're different ages, but yeah. good friends, kind of like you two. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. Pete and Vitas were tight, tight, tight. Right. And I just yeah. liked his demeanor on the court. He was just chill, calm, yeah. you know, went about his business and won majors. 
I liked his hair. He had sweet hair. Yeah. I mean, the, he had a full head of hair like Blair kind of. You know, he had this black hair that just curly hair. Yeah. You know, and I thought, he, he no longer has it. He's, uh, he's rocking yeah, kind of my haircut yeah, now. He's got a And he had the beard. He, he had the one-day beard. I mean, he, yes. he could really, you know, Pete Sampras was pretty cool back in the day. Yeah. Did you use the Wilson racket like him, like the first uh, half? Um, his 85 square inch was not... Uh, I need a little more power and a bigger sweet spot than that. I used to use the uh, Ed Bird Pro Stuff. Oh, it's a oh, slightly yes. bigger 95 yeah. head. Yeah. Yes. All, yeah. all throughout high school. And then yeah. When I started working for companies that were paying me money to sell for them, I started using their records. Like, but I did like use the uh, first no head. Uh, the first Radical. Um, the the one yellow that, one? Yeah, the yellow and yeah. black one. Uh, 25 years ago, we just came out with the limited edition release a year ago. Oh, cool. And I, I remember I used that. I was... Agassi fan for a little bit, and then I went more the Sanford's way yeah. as I got older. So did you have the jean shorts? Did you rock uh, the no, jean shorts? I, I did not. Oh, rock you didn't with the, the spandex? With the pink spandex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you didn't have that? No, that was the hostile. Your dad didn't. Dad wasn't springing no. for those. No. <laughs> hey, uh, Blair went to high school here in Dallas. You went to high school here in Plano? Plano Senior. And it was 1990 something you were out. Uh, graduate in 01. 01, okay. Yeah. So, okay, so, so you were in juniors when Pete and Andre. Did that commercial at the Pacific Stock Exchange where they they ran out of a cab and and did the net in the yes, street, in the right? Street. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah, I uh, think Andre was using the black and yellow, uh, that the one that's being reissued. Right. Yeah. The head, the head graphite. Yeah, yeah. that one. Yeah. The old radical. It was, oh, yeah, radical. I'm sorry, it was, it was a Prince graphite. Yeah. yeah. Radical extreme. Yes. Extreme. extreme. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The black and yellow 107, like heavier racket. Yeah. Theme. Yeah, Sweet heavy, ragged. thin, oversized, yeah. which really doesn't exist in your industry. Uh, no, we, we released like a couple thousand models no. a year ago. We sold out of them. Right well, like that. And I had people just calling me like, want more of them. Yeah. I wish we would have made more. That's so funny that nobody makes that because that's one of those gaps in the industry. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, a few years ago, we made the UTech IG radical mm -hmm. oversize and we just didn't sell too many of them. So we dropped it out of the line. But when we released the 25th anniversary of the Agassi, uh, I think part of it was because of the Agassi deal that he used to use it, and black and yellow looked really cool. Yeah. And, I mean, we, we sold out of them so fast. That's great. Anything with Agassi, so tell the guys that had, you know, <laughs> I know you know them, that, hey, anything with Agassi, you're probably going to yeah. sell. Work that guy's uh, in. Work, work yeah. him into the, the, the deal. <laughs> the, the UTech IG, I don't know if Agassi used that, but, no. you, know, you know, that might be a little, you know, yeah, um, my very first sales meeting um, was right after it was right after the U.S. Open 2011 when Djokovic was down. I believe it was match point. Might have just been set point to Federer 4015. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Four yes. Yes. cross court. I can still hear that damn thing. He looked at the crowd like, "Come on, yeah, yeah, right, right. Right. come yeah. on!" Like, I just had this great shot. <laughs> like, like this and, thing. Uh, <laughs> it was delayed, and so they played that match on a Monday, and we had uh, sales meeting Tuesday. They flew in Agassi for my first salesman, which I thought was really cool. I was like, "Wow, oh, this is this is really wow, this is a great company." You, you just like started you. with the company, yeah. And he he talked a lot about that match. And what was his perspective on that one shot? Uh, I can't remember if he talked specifically about that shot, but they replayed it. And we all got to see it. And, you know, it was obviously a, a game changer. Yeah, when he, when he hit that, I mean, uh, to see Federer serving to win the match and. Djokovic just ripping a forehand return. It's funny you say Game Changer. Uh, Novak was the executive producer of Game Changers, this uh, documentary, okay. uh, recent. And 
I remember when Federer was interviewed about that actual match point, he dismissed it like, yeah, I lost the point. Yeah. Who does that? Like, what the hell? What was, what was that? Yeah. You know? Like, what, what, what kind of a move was that? It was like a bailout. Right. But Novak probably sees it as a, no, man, that was a me against the world shot. Yeah. And here I am, you know, roar. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he did it again um, last Wimbledon. You know, he was down against Federer. And he probably could have lost that match last Sunday with uh, Dominic Tienz. He, yeah. Oh, yeah. it was a match. Battles hard in the fifth. He, he battled in the fourth and fifth. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. awesome. Good stuff. Um, so Plano Wildcat. Yep. yep. Plano uh, Senior. High. Did you go on to college? Play college tennis? Uh, no, I I was in Super Champs and everything throughout juniors, but um, I decided to go to University of Texas in Austin and just get a it's kind of a small school. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I, have, I, have, I wasn't quite good enough. You and forty thousand other kids <laughs> yeah. went there. Just as small as forty thousand. I mean, you probably would have level tennis wise. You probably would have played at most schools. But that was a, I think a you very large tennis. program. I could have played like D2, D3, yeah. some smaller D1s. I had a lot of friends my age that went on and played at like Abilene Christian yeah. or somewhere like that. Um, but I'm happy with my decision to get an education. And kind of tennis had been a part of my life since I was born. So mm-hmm. to take a few years off and, you know, kind of get an education, join a fraternity and had some fun. And then yeah. eventually found my way back into tennis. Clearly, you found your way back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that wasn't hard, right? I, I, don't, I think he was destined yeah. to be in tennis. Really I don't think uh, it was, yeah. you know, I think tennis found you instead of the other way around. You didn't yeah. have to find tennis. I think you're pretty much destined for your life in tennis with your dad. And he was a former Longhorn as well. Uh, yes, he, he played a, a year at a junior college, and then he played at East Texas State, which is now a and Commerce. Right, Commerce. Yeah. And then he went to Texas his last couple of years, and... He was a high school coach at Plano Senior High for about four years, and he was doing some stuff for the city of Plano, Parks and Rec over the summers, and then when they built High Point back in, gosh, uh, 77, 78, they hired him as the uh, director back when it was only 11 chords. It was him and Judy Adams. I remember Judy Adams. He's still there. still there. Mentoring, like 10 unders mostly, right? She's still there, so it was a really small operation, and now it's, you know, 20 one court. So it's double the size or almost uh, double. Yeah. Probably. And 15, 20 pros? Uh, at least eight full-time and Full another time. like 10 to 15 part-time. Um, so it's, it's a huge opportunity. So more than 20 pros if you count everybody. Yes. A yeah. uh, very busy place. Blair, you left tennis after high school and then what brought you back? Um, I've always been very passionate about tennis. Um, and you had mentioned Bob Moody. I've, yeah. known, I've known Bob Moody since I was uh, eight years old. Love and, that guy. Uh, I uh, wanted the opportunity. I was seeking the opportunity to uh, find something where I could call my own, raise my own flag. And uh, I'd been visiting with Bob, and um, Bob was ready to sell. And uh, I bought the company from Bob almost seven years ago and then we worked together for three years mm-hmm. and it's it's been a, a great great experience and uh, i'm very blessed and very fortunate that's great did, you didn't really know a lot about the what you were getting into did you i mean it was kind of you found the business correct the other way around like was, clint was going to be probably a tennis guy you were Coming from an outside industry, what were you doing before Master yeah, Systems? I, I bought and sold corporate jets for 25 years in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, and so, yes, when I bought the company, I was very blessed to have uh, Bob as a mentor. Um, I'm a, Bob was also not only just a great mentor for 
the business and the construction end of it, but also just how to be a good husband, how to be a good father. Yeah. Bob's a, he's a class act. So um, I'm glad we had the opportunity to work together for three years and also very fortunate that the team that uh, Bob had assembled has been with us for a long time. So we've got a, a great group of guys that are very knowledgeable and uh, very fortunate. Oh, that's great. Yeah. You know, Bob was one of my mentors, too. You mentioned you you met him when you were eight. I was 28, right. and I was a young pro who moved to uh, Dallas from Northern California. And he and I kind of made friends pretty well immediately. I had heard it. He probably never heard my name, but I had heard his name. He was the, the uh, coach for Bill Scanlon, right. who was one of my favorites in the early, mid-80s, or even late 80s. Uh, Bill's got a book out. Um, Bad news for Mackinac, I think, is the is the title, <laughs> and it's pretty funny, and he's it's uh, you can tell where the what, what the book talks about. But Bob's advice to me was, "All right, kid, so you've moved here from California. It's hot here, yeah. about nine months a year. Yeah. So drink the water and go to the bathroom, and don't right. just rely on you know sweating. Like yeah. you're going to be teaching here and sweating and all that." I thought, yeah. "Wow, that's thank you for that advice." And then. From then on, it became advice right. that right. our kids and wives yeah. would be proud that we received from Bob Moody. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, neat guy. And, of course, as you become a sort of a, a tennis guy or a, a personality in, in this area, you get to know so many others who share, yeah, right. that guy helped me. That sure. guy was a mentor yeah. to me, too. Or that right. guy coached so-and-so. Right. So there's all these connections. So um, neat guy that you that you Absolutely. have learned from. So, so if I could feel back maybe yeah. even a few more years, what got you involved in tennis? Was it your mom, your dad? Was yeah, when it, you were yeah, really when little. You, yeah, when you were well, – I mean, did, did Bob, did he – No, did, well, I uh, grew up in Dallas, and uh, my cousins all played at Northwood Country Club. And uh, so we – I hung around – I was around tennis all the time. Mm -hmm. So really just with my – hanging around with my cousins and playing at Northwood. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So you just, uh, summertime stuff. And then all of a sudden became, did you take lessons after that? Did you get involved or just always just kind of not really just more of a summertime deal. And then eventually you're good enough to play a Jesuit, obviously, you know, and we just, we played a lot. Okay. Mm, yeah. Court we, rat. You're just out there. We were country club rats. We uh -huh. would, Swimming too, huh? right? Until we got, we uh, would play tennis and then swim. When once we got kicked out of the pool, then we would play tennis yeah. some more. You get kicked yeah. off yeah. the court, you go back and swim. Right. Yeah. Try to go hit some golf right. balls. Right. Like, we would park golf carts and then crash golf carts. And once we got kicked out of there, we would play tennis again. Country club triathlon, right? right. Is right. what you were good at, right? Right. Yeah. You're that stereotypical country club brat. That's what you're saying. Exactly. That's right. great. Now, did you ever hit tennis balls at the guys walking across on number 10? Northwood's always the most unique oh, uh, uh, tennis facility, golf facility. It really facility. is. Did you have to uh, – no, if you've not been to Northwood Club – it's it's the most unique setting because the tennis facility is you have to walk through the golf course. It's something basically. like four hundred yards or something. It's not close from the parking lot. Yeah. You have to go across number ten. So did you do you have any interesting stories about like tormenting back, golfers and back in the day though the every all the courts were where the parking lot. was. Oh no, kidding! Okay. You didn't have to. Ah, you didn't yeah. have, when you were running around. Correct. Right. Ah, I was, didn't realize it that. It was all at ground zero. You, know, ah, you didn't have to. Interesting. Right. I know okay. now yeah. there, if somebody forgets something in the car, they're like, uh, right. Yeah. I'll be, I'll it's be a back. beat down. I'll be back right. in five minutes. Right. Sorry. Right. Right. And from a rep standpoint, also, do you have to, you know, that, that's yeah. one of the longer hikes I have to take. Yeah. Like, yeah. With the double bags. bags and bag I, shoes, although these days, these days, your some of your bags have wheels. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't really sell apparel anymore. 
Okay, so, so you don't have to do rolling, rolling racks as yeah. much. Yeah, yeah that's probably. I've done that in the past. I can't imagine a lot longer walk at any other spot. Is there? Is there? Um, I'd have to think about it, but that's probably one of the only ones where you have to wait on guys to tee off. Tee off, right? And then when they're done teeing off, then you can walk across the little creek and head up to the tennis shop. I'm happy to say, as a tennis court contractor at yeah. Northwood, there's a back gate. And oh, you, can, okay. you can drive your big trucks through there trucks. with your 55. Barrels. You're the back door guy, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I've never uh, been called that before. Wait, <laughs> 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 hey, at the net, you know, we, we do all sorts of fun stuff. Yeah. Oh, we're we're just making general observations, you know. That's all what we do, right? Maybe, maybe a double entendre, maybe a triple entendre every now and then. <laughs> I was just saying he's a back door guy. Right? <laughs> he goes with the back door. He brought he brought it up. You know, you guys can put put me in the gutter for whatever you want to throw me on the you know off the road. You know? I will spin a Doris song uh, okay. into that at okay. some point. Right, I'll right. spin it. Uh, but, Colonial, yeah, in Fort Worth. Oh, that's, that's Fort correct. Worth. Okay, yeah, yeah. good, good. And you got to you got to wait on guys to tee off playing golf. And mm-hmm. During the the PGA tournament, they're shut down for at least a month. That's right, because they use the indoor courts for media. I think and uh, they put the tarps down. Yeah, then they yeah. put the the tent. Over the tennis courts and use that as you know, sort of beer and food and stuff in right. there. So that, that's an interesting one as well. That's correct. Place. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. yeah. Good. 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 See, we got we got him thinking. And yeah. He came up with something yeah. just like it. I just like it. Spur of the mind. That's what we got here. These kind of right. guests here that can just come off. Well, with. I just remember going there in middle of July when it's like 104 degrees, carrying a bunch right. of bags and showing up just soaking wet. Yeah, these are black. Yeah. Yeah. These are black, uh, heavy bags, yeah, with like and you're about dripping. Twelve rackets, yeah. and shoes in one bag. That would be a similar distance. That's correct. That'd probably be a, a, an equivalent distance from the parking lot to both tennis areas at Northwood and Colonial. Yeah, probably, probably something. Craig, you know this stuff too, and mm-hmm. like Blair and I share Bob, you two share Prince as a background. That's correct. Because Craig, part of Craig's lineage as a tennis guy is not just being a, a teacher and a player and a college player and a college coach, but being a sales rep with Prince. Right. I was just there just for a short period of time. I was just mm-hmm. kind of a, a little swim through, as they say, between University Club and uh, Bentry. Good. I've been here a lot longer. Let's put it that way. Oh, I just, yeah. It was a, it was like three seasons. That's all yeah, I okay. did. Yes, and, and I didn't have a whole lot like Clint had a lot more great stuff to sell than than I did. The, the products at that time were not uh, – they were they were top of the line, but they just weren't highly sought after. They were kind of like the, uh, the IG uh, the UTEC, UTEC racket uh, that uh, – yeah, we, we, the one racket we had was that's when longer rackets came out. And that was oh, – yeah. Michael Chang was yeah, with – Yeah, Long Body. Long Body, yeah. yeah. yeah we could have had Stretch. Wilson always had the cool name, Wilson Stretch. Stretch. Prince Long Body. I'm like, oh, boy. You know, I, I had the um, – uh, Prince Mono. Mono. Yeah. Jimmy Connors made that one famous. Mm, Mach 1000. And, and then the Rip trifecta. Stick. The Ripstick. The Ripstick. Yeah. I knew where you were going yeah. with that. Yeah. It, was, it was a little lacking, but uh, fortunately, there were a lot of nice folks in the uh, the industry in North Texas and Oklahoma. And I did sell to Lawton. You know, Lawton, yeah. you know, it was was hot because I'm from Lawton. And so I yeah. got them to buy like these these just truckloads of uh, Mach 1000s and, and Ripsticks, which they're still trying to sell. To so funny day. you mentioned Ripstick. I always liked that name, and then I hit with the racket. I was like, no. No. Um, but the Prince Mono, I have a l- little interesting thing. The folks at home, you can go to our Instagram and go down a little bit. Uh, I've got a very rare shot. I was a hitting partner for the challenge at uh, Pebble Beach, and it was Andres Gomez, whose son was here in the Dallas Challenger, Emilio. Right. Yes. Yannick Noah, 
Jimmy Connors, John McEnroe. And Jimmy and John, I've got this great rare picture. I just come off the court with Yannick, and these two guys are trying each other's rackets. So it's a rare shot of Jimmy with a Max 200G Dunlop and McEnroe with a Prince Mono. McEnroe with yeah. a Prince Mono? So it's hard to tell, but go on our Instagram. You can check that one out. I may just repost that one. Jimmy, Jimmy loved the Prince Mono. He I mean, crushed it with it. Oh, yeah. it, it was like the Wilson T2000. Yeah. So it, and, and sort of like his relationship with those rackets, most people hated both those rackets, and most people couldn't hit hard with both those rackets, and Jimmy was the best in the world. With Whatever those. he did. He, yeah. he, I mean, those are – I remember we never sold a whole lot of Prince – Prince Monos. It, but I just remember him using that Prince Mono. He might have used the Mach 1000 for a little bit. It was a single shaft. It's this the was of that racket. It, it didn't do a yeah. dual dual shaft. So it, it had the shaft. wood racket look, but yeah. it was thick and big head, hundred something head. Yeah. And this was what 96, 97? Uh, 96, 97, Yeah. yeah. Right. And I started here twenty three years ago this month. So wow. I, I was here. Congratulations. It's been a long time. It's not been forty two years. Like that's you know, uh, we're is, getting near a record yeah, because Bob Moody was at Northwood as director of tennis for 24 years. And I remember thinking that was some uh, unattainable number. And here you are right there. Oh, my gosh. They're about ready to uh, kick me out, I think, after this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to talk also to kind of thinking about behind us, all right, courts, all right. Blair, let's go into yeah, kind of the second to... set. I want to. Are, are there any? Is there any new products? Any new designs? I'm sure there's got to be new things to the industry that are that are coming out. Are there any new ideas, colorways? Because behind me, I'm not a real fan of the pink and the right. blue uh, court. That's a, more of a European. Right. Would you recommend that for you know uh, people like at Bentry? Should we use the pink and blue? Is that a, a new hot uh, item coming out in the? Uh, uh, color schemes. It's it's not a hot item. I'd put that to a vote before we put the paint down. Uh, I would say nine out of ten courts that we resurface are the the traditional blue inside, green outside. Really, um, there are a lot of courts that are still the California red. That's a nice traditional color, um, but typically. The courts that we're resurfacing are all the blue and the green. You like the U.S. Open blue? Mm-hmm. Is it is it kind of based on the U.S. Open? Because do you ever see two tones of blue? Do you see the brown blue yeah, anymore? Uh, Australian Open does blue blue. I wonder if that's right. taken off. It hasn't taken off, no. but periodically we get we periodically we get requests for everything. But well, what, what's the easiest one to see on on t- TV in your opinion? Is it the the green blue color scheme that that's typically out there, like the at the Open? Yes. And that's the one that's most requested, too. That is correct. Not the purple that we sometimes see at uh, Indian Wells? No. Or the pink that we saw. Where were you and I ragging the pink? We're making fun of that. Was that the Shanghai or Istanbul? It, it was all pink, the, the WTA final. WTA in, uh, in November. Year-end in November, yeah. Boy, that, that's a tough one to see. Hard to see. This is hard enough. You right. know, and that's got the pink kind of, or coral, or yeah. what would you call that uh, exterior? I don't know what that is. It, it's It's... Yeah, pink. Actually, I guess it's uh, it's shifted over to the RBC Challenger here in Dallas. But But you were talking Montpellier, France. It had that salmon-y sort of pink color on the outside. And what was on the inside? Blue. Blue on the inside, yeah. That's that's not a color scheme that probably plays well in the Dallas area. So it's mostly green-blue, like what's behind us right now at the RBC. Mm, Did you all resurface those courts, or were you all involved with that in any way? or no. T-Bar-M does all their – they do all their own courts themselves. Oh, really? Oh, they have house. staff. That's they right. Do. They get the barrels. Correct. Periodically, I'll get a call, can you sell us this? But, no, I personally think they do a good job, mm-hmm. And uh, uh, but 
I'd, I'd love the opportunity to resurface their courts for them, but no, they do it, everything in-house. So, so is a hard court a hard court? Uh, are there different types of hard court? Yeah, is an asphalt better than maybe like a, a concrete? Is there a different setup, you know, just out of curiosity? Yeah, t- tell us what's premium, what's the best. Well, what's the best uh, the, setup? Asphalt is uh, the absolute worst. Um, all Any court that I build that's bigger than a 30 by 30 is uh, a post-tension concrete slab. And literally, we put down the cushion sand first, then we form it, frame it, <clears throat> put down a vapor barrier. That's very mm-hmm. important. Uh Pour the concrete with post-tension cables. Um, make sure that it slopes one inch in every 10 feet. And then we leave it with a light broom finish. But post-tension is absolutely the way to go. And then literally with the, with the cushion sand below it and the post-tension, your court is designed to virtually float. It floats it, a little bit so right. there is no cracking. It, it is concrete and it will crack, but okay. it truly minimizes the crack. So, so the slope, should it go east-west or north-south? It truly depends on what you have available to you, and you typically, if there's a, if, if if it's going towards a particular area as it is, you wanna you don't want to fight Mother Nature. I so see. You, you continue with that slope. So kind of like in golf, you know, all putts go towards the lake, right? So if so, if you've got water, right. you want to go, right. you want to slope it towards the water, right. right? Okay. And then, which your your comment reminded me of a joke that uh, somebody said, well, how how many coats of paint do you put down? And the joke is, oh, we always put down more paint the closer we get to the clubhouse. <laughs> so that's what we did back here, Craig. Right, right. I, I, I thought I kind of noticed and that. And this that, court that, has that, a lot more paint than that one. That one over there. It's going to be on camera. Right. So we got a bit more here. He's pretty funny, you know. <laughs> I told you that's why this is our Oscar edition. Good. Thank you all for joining us. These Don't watch the Oscars. Look, we've got people watching us there. Right. Thank you all for paying attention to what's going on. Yeah. I, I can't see that far. Can you all see that far? Uh, a little I, bit. Yeah, yeah I can read some. Do, do you have yeah. a comment? Is there any comments in there, Clint? Uh, we might want to say hi to real quick. Uh, Matt Watson is watching. Oh, Doc Watson? We don't, <laughs> he's we, local. We don't care about him. Yeah, he, about he was at one of the clubs we've been talking about over in Fort Worth, and he's at one of the clubs we've been talking about today. Yeah, we, don't, we don't care about him. Yeah, okay. So he, he's, we, yeah. Yeah, he's out. Yeah, he's yeah. not important. Right. He's not a USPTA president. Right, yeah. He's, yeah. Oh, that's right. And, okay. and he's probably drinking a lemon water. <laughs> that's what point. he drinks he, he has a lot of especially lemon. after a long week of 15 uh, hour days yeah every single, single. day right. this whole week no uh, we, we do appreciate you all watching and thank you listening all. on the podcast uh, uh be sure to tell a friend we like uh all, all of your friends uh, we like master <laughs> systems we like head, head pen, pen racket, racket sports, racket sports. Uh, so we appreciate you all uh spon- if you if you're looking for good sponsorships and, and to follow mm-hmm. Uh, along in the footpath, if you need good rackets and tennis balls, see Clint. And if you need your courts redone, you know, see Blair, Blair Desecrated. And you can look at them online uh, at your favorite website, right? You can find yeah. me. You can find you're, – you're there, huh? Yeah. Right there. Try hard enough, you can find me. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> but, but back to – so just real quick on the yeah. court surface. So concrete, is, is, is that – Basically, for just North Texas, or would that be even like Florida, New England? Different you know, soil. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think, would, would that uh, always be the case for the most part, in your opinion? In, in my opinion, I know asphalt's more popular up north, but it doesn't get as hot. Okay. It? Oh, that's the yeah. Yeah. Okay. A- Asphalt here gets, it's uh, it truly is a nightmare. So we've had projects where we're resurfacing, let's just say, 10 quarts. By the time you're on court number 10, you already have issues with court number one. Mm-hmm. And so we're talking hours, days. Correct. Well, days. days. So, and honestly, there's the, the contract says 
there's no warranty on asphalt courts. So none, none. And, and I would assume it would be the same thing. Also, if you're in the summertime resurfacing courts, you have to look for the heat. If it's too hot, then you can't do. You've got to do your work prior to maybe eight in the morning or. Quite often during the, if it's a hundred degrees, quite often we start very early, like start surfacing courts like at 5 a.m. and we quit about 2 a.m., 2 in the afternoon, um, as opposed to the winter where we get a later start. Once it's, uh, in, we're fortunate to be able to surface all year round, but we can't surface courts until it's 50 degrees and rising. Mm -hmm. So during the winter months, we get a later start and surface till later in the evening. And, and moisture plays into that too. Absolutely, like, yeah, yes. humidity Great or uh, rain. Yeah. Should, should, when you're building courts, also too, do you have? Does I, I know concrete has to cure for what thirty days basically. Correct. So you, once you put the the con concrete down, the post tension concrete, you, you have to wait thirty days basically. Correct. Thirty days is the reason for why. Why is it thirty days? It allows the concrete cures and it allows the the paint uh, to adhere to the concrete. Mm. However, while we're waiting the thirty days, though, we can put up. Fencing, lighting, netting, and windscreen. We can get so to you're still rolling. Right. You still Correct. got the Correct. crews going. Correct. I thought it was because you had too many jobs going. Maybe <laughs> that you had. To... <laughs> That's other contractors, That's right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I, That's I, the other guy. I do right. hear from other guys. Oh, we got a lot of jobs going. Okay. We need forty days to cure this one. Right. Right. We got nothing going on. Let's just right. let it cure for two weeks. Right. right. But thirty yeah. days is basically an industry norm. Absolutely. For the most part. Correct. Yeah. Whether it doesn't matter if it rains, doesn't matter if it's too hot. Thirty days 30 is typically days. you're going to be your uh, Absolutely. Would that be same thing for indoors versus outdoors? Yes. Would that be okay? So it's, it doesn't matter. Correct. Okay. Good, bad, or indifferent. It could Correct. be in, in or out. Okay. Correct. Is there anything going on? Like, uh, you know, we were down in Australia. Uh, mm, I just, just got, got back. They have a lot of that artificial uh, grass with some sand. Do you see any of those kind of courts around? Have you ever done that? Any of those? No, I have not. We we do not do clay courts. Um, so we're tripping. We're just. Just post tension, just post tension, post -tension concrete, hard, okay. hard courts, and Correct. resurfacing courts too. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And resurfacing doesn't require all that curing. Right. But have you ever done core samples where you you see, ooh, that was concrete, now it's asphalt. Then they did this. Have you ever seen anything funky like that? Yes. Is so, that at clubs or homes? All of the above. Oh, so yeah. at some point during the seventies and eighties, I don't. I, I think asphalt was very inexpensive. Not that it's not inexpensive now, but we see a lot of courts that have a beautiful concrete base, and then at some point during the 70s and 80s, they put down asphalt on top of it. So we recently, on a, a nice, beautiful residential home uh, in North Dallas, we, we took off the whole layer of concrete, I mean the whole layer of asphalt, asphalt. and then we just repaired the concrete and then surfaced the court. And it worked out well, huh? It worked out well. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, so uh, what is that court? The Australians, did they, would they do that for a certain reason? Would they put an artificial grass down and then a clay and, as opposed to a hardcore? Is that something easier to, to maintain? Or, why, or is it just the climate maybe? Or it no may idea. be the climate. I can't imagine it being any easier to maintain. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you still have to brush the you, sand yes. that's in the little blades of grass. Right. right. It's an artificial grass yeah. for, with, a little, with a little sand in it. Here, here and they're this, all over the place. Yeah, here in the States, sometimes they used to call it Omni Court or Kramer Court. Yep. And it's neat because it, it plays fast and it bounces low and you look you feel like you're on grass, but you can slide a little bit. Yeah, you could. But tough to play on when it rains. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Got to brush it and people don't like it is the thing. Isn't it weird? 
No, not not yeah. in the states. That is there anything new kind of going on in the industry before we go over to Clint and talk to yeah. him real quick? Is there anything that's, that's yeah, what's really trendy? What's is, new now? Well, you all know it, but pickleball's going crazy, and we're getting a. It's as you know, the fastest growing sport in America, and um, we get requests all the time, not only to build standalone courts, but to paint pickleball lines on, on existing, existing courts. tennis ones. Yeah, correct. Did you ever have tennis people come over and try to you know, shoot you when you're doing that? Did, did the ladies come over with guns and kind of like, what, what are you what doing? What is that right. adversarial right. relationship? I yeah. think they're called tennis purists. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. they, yes. I understand. Right. Yeah. Do you play pickleball? I do enjoy pickleball, yes. Yeah. Game of pickle every now and then? Yeah. Every once in a while. All right. Get in the pickle. Mm-hmm. Stay at, you, are you staying out of the kitchen? I try to my yeah. very best to stay out of the kitchen. That kitchen. Yeah. Right. yeah. So Clint, what's what's new in the in the yeah. head pin, you know, talk about balls first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's uh, uh, yeah, let's go yeah. pen then head. Yeah, we'll pen, go. Yeah. I think we're up to the last I heard sixty seven percent market share wow. in the US in tennis wow. balls. Pin um, pin 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 mar- tennis balls. Is that mostly counting, marathon? Uh, that's championship, coach, marathon, all the above. ATP, uh, all those. Yeah. Now tour. Oh, sure, sure. That's right. So you own two two thirds of the business, basically. Two thirds of market in the U.S. In US. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, that's huge. Yeah, it's big. Uh, the Propen Marathon Ball. Uh, I know you guys have. Oh, big fan. Use it. It's mm-hmm. the best ball in the market. I mean, uh, there are a lot of balls that are good for out of a can for a match, but the Propen Marathon is going to last you quite a bit longer in the teaching cart afterwards. Or if you have some big hitters and better players come in a second if you go to a third set it, yeah. it still has the felt has the true balance you know it doesn't have uh it, it doesn't lose the the fuzz like some other balls and uh, it doesn't slow down quite as the much. felt and the color i like and the color it, yeah it's, high it visibility that, yeah, sort of high vis technology so it, even in a teaching card a month later it still looks like a new ball and there's even something good about the core isn't there yeah the the core uh can't remember exactly what they changed on it, but it's it's quite a bit durable <laughs> yeah. from before. But overall, it, it's a good tennis ball. I mean, yeah. you know, there there hasn't been too many changes in tennis balls over the years. Um, so they have to be the parameters. What two and a quarter? I don't know exactly off the top of my head, but well, come on. What kind of rep are you? There is a standard, though, isn't it? Yeah, there, there is standard? a standard yeah. as it far as like balance a, and size. Yeah, two point two ounces, right. two point weight. Yeah. All I know is, you know, most of the clubs that buy the ball from me continue to purchase the ball from me, and every year. I, I mean, partially because you're you're a good dude, no, but, no, but partially I, I it's a, like when it comes to real good ball. Credit for the quality of the ball. I mean, it's it's the best quality ball in the market so you know every year i get more people switching from other balls to the pin and just about everybody that ends up using the pro pin marathon ball sticks with it so let me ask you a quick, one, one question this is yeah. kind of interesting because i was playing some tennis just a little while ago saw the four ball can versus yeah. the three ball can why do americans traditionally go with the three ball can when you're playing doubles the four ball can makes more sense almost I, every other country they yes. love four ball cans. is I, that is that did you, I, do you all talk about that? I don't know. Um, I have, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. I have a few clubs in town, like Glen Eagles. They pretty much only buy the four-ball can. They're, they're men that play. They want four balls. Like, it's yeah, not even a question. You know, they're playing, mainly playing doubles, so you yeah. have two balls to warm up with. Um, I'm not sure why three has been the standard. It's been the standard since I started playing tennis, you know, 
25, 30 years ago. Yeah. Maybe when Blair and I start playing tennis too. Yeah, AJ's I, I, I'm a little younger than them, just a little, but I actually I remember, remember white tennis balls. I, I remember right. when Wilson did yeah. a two ball can, two ball, can. just briefly. Did they? And I was like, well, we'll just take two of those. And it was our version of a four I ball. I remember can. the two t- tone ball. Yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. Are those going to come back anytime spin? soon? Or is there um, any? I mean, we do it with the like orange and. Yeah, the kids. Oh, yeah, kid, kids. Yeah. Wait, remember, the, they had the green and yellow. They had the orange and yellow. I think yeah. there was magenta. Yeah. There was a there yeah. Was a there was the, the, there's, that's not there anymore. Uh, the R and D department. Not that I'm aware of. I mean, we still make like a all pink ball. Um, that goes oh, to uh, Susan G. Komen, I bet you sell the heck out of it in September. Yeah, September prepping for October. I, right. I get a lot of special orders there. Yeah, uh, but for the most part, it's just the Pro Pen Marathon or the Pen Championship. Ball yeah, that people are just. You know, great thing about balls is they only last so long and for every tournament or league match you play in you get a new can i i do want to ask about the conspiracy <laughs> of planned up op- obsolescence because you hear about how tires on cars and they can do run flats and they don't feel as good but is there has there ever been my two questions could be has there ever been a movement for let's make a ball last longer i i i, I know they don't feel good yeah. But we're talking pressureless. Right. I mean, pressureless balls last longer, but they're, okay. they're hard. They're like rocks. Yeah. Um, I mean, I shouldn't say that because I sell them. But, yeah. Um, but you sell them what? You gear it toward ball machines? Uh, ball machines or just like PE programs. Nice. Places that, you know, they're, they're fine to keep for a long time. Mm. But, you know, most better players want a fresh premium ball. And, you know, premium uh, felt. After most of us play a match, we yeah. just kind of leave the balls on the court. Yeah. Might yeah, stick yeah. in our bag to hit with next time but yeah. when we're playing a match because Americans want they want to go yeah. every time yeah. right yeah, like not the sound really the smell of a new game because the ball price really hasn't changed a whole lot I mean, uh, that was actually my next <laughs> one oh, sorry like how, that's perfect thank you like how, how is it possible that balls are the same price now as they were when we were playing right. tennis 1967 you know crazy they, they, was, they right. were still yeah I don't, I don't know the answer to that question but I know the, the cost to produce a ball has gone up quite a bit so. clearly uh, especially with like the tariffs recently. I mean, we got hit with 15% increase just out of nowhere. Um, right. I, I think it's been reduced since then. And th- these are made in Philippines or where? Um, Thailand? Most of our balls, the championship and pro pen are made in China. Okay, so, China. Wuhan, 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 China. Wuhan, China. Wuhan, China? <laughs> Hopefully not there. <laughs> no. um, yeah, sorry about that. That was a bad joke. But, yeah. um, from what I've understood, like, we... That was, that, he told me to say <laughs> sorry. that. Sorry. This guy did. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to say, just throw out a lyric from a rap song from the 90s. Uh, Woo-ha! I keep wanting to say that every time I hear about the coronavirus. Are you part of the Wu-Tang Clan? One of them. Okay, Okay, anyway, we're getting diverse. I mean, there's like 30 of us, you know? (laughs) Anyway, but uh, balls, yeah, typically are made. Uh, You used to make them here in in the United States. Phoenix, USA, yeah. Phoenix, that's where our U.S. headquarters is in Phoenix, and uh, we still warehouse the pin tennis balls there in Phoenix, for the most part. huge factor i went there for the first time about a year ago uh-huh. i've been to the office but first time i got to do a tour of the warehouse and pretty cool it's a huge warehouse it's massive stacks huh? of tennis balls like you wouldn't believe well, what's the shelf life of a tennis ball just out of curiosity well, can it, it last a year six months or? um if you keep it in climate controlled conditions where it doesn't get too hot too cold mm-hmm. um it can last a couple of years is what i've heard um i, mean, it, I, I keep it, i keep balls in uh my laundry room in the house oh. i got a little extra room in there and I'll find some balls that have been back in the corner for a while and break them out. And still pretty still good. Yeah. Still, still yeah. in the can, as you can yeah. pressure them? Yeah, okay. still pressurized. As long as they're pressurized and kept in 
climate control conditions. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll last a long time. Yeah, I was, I was kind of wondering that. Just while we're sitting here, I had well, never. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend like keeping them in your trunk or your garage, especially in Texas. In where heat, yeah, over hundred degrees, or sometimes drop in the twenties. It changes the the ball. So just keep them inside if you can. So what's new in rackets? Right, tell us what's yeah, coming up in switch rackets. rackets. Yeah. Right. So you, you got some pretty good players playing we, with you rackets right now. Players. Oh, you got all the great uh, the Andy Murray, Novak Djokovic. Novak Djokovic, Andy Murray, um, Alexander Zverev. Zverev, that's yeah. right. Um, on the women's side, Barty. Coco Goff. Ash Barty, you mentioned, yeah. Son Stevens. Son. Um, so quite a few players uh, endorsing head rackets. Um we just updated the Prestige model, which has been around for 32 years, I believe, or 31. Uh, so brighten it up. Red, Chillick is playing with it. And you still kept a little of the dark red, but it's like way yeah. down here at the, yeah, at the throat. Yeah, it's a little brighter. It needed, yeah. the, the last couple of versions have been mainly black, so it, it needed a little pop to it, uh-huh. just kind of refresher. Um, I'd say you added the pop. Yeah, yeah it's like 80% bright. Yeah, uh, um, they, they finally changed the grip on the Prestige. It was the last it used to be so with thin. The, with the more like rectangular grip. Yeah, yeah. rectangular. To the, to the a little more grip. octagon so round, yeah. All the head rackets have that, like, normal round grip uh the mid plus they actually changed to a 98 square inch uh give it a little bigger head size from the 95 open up the string bed a little bit more um so prestige i mean it's a sweet racket when when you're looking at the spectrum of control and power rackets it's on the control side right so it takes an advanced player that knows how to hit the ball yeah. um, to use a prestige but when you do i mean it's going to do exactly it's going to go exactly where you want it to go and it's got the best feel of any racket out there what what kind of racket does Andy Murray use? Um, I mean, that's one of those things everybody uh, asks about. And when I when I uh, venture, special makeup. Well, when I venture into the answer, everybody seems to fall asleep. Not, not <laughs> sure if it's my my uh, monotone voice or if it's just really not that interesting. But uh, Clint, is it a radical or a uh, prestige, mate? I, I think. Um, Several of the top pros are using custom know. rackets um, that you know your your average consumer shouldn't be using. Uh, um, so I don't know exactly. Meaning stiffer, heavier, a lot heavier, a lot heavier. To, like to hit the ball as hard as they do. Yeah, you, know, you need some. Or, or to deal with a dude hitting the ball as right, hard as they right. do. Yeah, yeah. And I say, dude, I'm talking about Coco too. Like, I'm sure her racket is a little heavier than the stock 300 grams. Yeah, from what I've heard, a lot of them are using like rackets that are similar to what. They were using when they moved up when in the they rankings, came up. Okay. and then they just kind of customize it from there. Yeah. Um, but that's something that you know they don't <laughs> they, they keep very confidential. So I don't know yeah. the answers. They don't that. even tell you, huh? No, <laughs> Not no, even I, Clint. I, I, I've seen some pro stock rackets yeah. um, from other companies. I mean, at, at T Bar the other day, I was uh, in the players' lounge yeah. talking to Dave Licker, and he uh-huh, showed yeah. me another brand racket that was nothing like you know what you get on the wall. Uh, I, I held, as far as yeah. like the the bean construction, you know, is a, a boxier bean compared to a rounder one in retail. A lot heavier. The balance, the flex was quite a bit different. Uh-huh. Uh, so, all, uh, from what I what I understand, all the manufacturers have pro stock rackets for those guys because they're they're playing a different level. Than they are. They the are. Rest of even the guys who aren't even in the top hundred, a lot of them have pro stock rackets. I don't. You know, <laughs> I know this because Dominic Kepfer's racket, German guy, okay. um, lost in the quarters or semis, I think it was quarters, to uh, the eventual champ. No, 
you lose to lefty? Well, he played great, and his racket is a prestige. It's a real prestige, and it has the new grip shape. When yeah. I held it, I was like, wow, this is yeah, not different. what I remember. Right. I love this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a head racket with the Babala or Wilson sort of more octagonal uh, grip shape. Right. Yeah. yeah, so we just updated Prestiges, and then next month we're updating the Speeds, which is our top-selling line. Which That's the Novak by, and Novak. Barty. Uh, Barty switched to Gravity. Oh, Gravity. Okay, she's got the red green. Yeah, the, yeah. like, um, they call it Hot Lava. It's hot Lava. It's the red. Teal. And Teal is the greenish. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Andrescu, Coco Golf, um, they're all endorsing the speed racket. Speed, okay. That's our top selling racket. Well, which racket do you play with out of curiosity? I've been using the Gravity. I gravity, you went out. to it. Yeah, because um, it's kind of in between like a Prestige, which I used to use many yep. years ago when I was younger. I remember that. I'd hit the ball harder. Um, but as I've gotten older, I switched to a little more power. Um, but then I picked up the Gravity, and it's, it's kind of in between like a Speed and a Prestige. It's got a little more flex, a little yeah. more feel. Um, but it's still got enough power, um, and yeah, I, I and, really and not, enjoyed it. And not thick like uh, Instinct. No, or it's extreme. Just a yeah, bean, it's thin. Um, you know, more boxier bean. Yeah, um, a little more flexible. And yeah. with that racket, the, the sweet spot's a little bit higher. Higher up because a lot of the younger players um, are, are hitting the ball, especially like forehands and serves, a little yeah. closer to the top of the racket. Yeah, we're, uh, we we teach kids to hit yeah. a little further yeah. up now. String technology? What about strings also, too? Uh, yeah, yeah. String has been probably the biggest technology in tennis over the last 20, 30 years with the polyester Co polys, yeah, the, the better polys. Right. Um, just more durable, more spin, more control. So, you know, you get these guys just ripping the ball, and it still, you know, provides enough spin to just drop in at the last second. Uh, so we have a, a new string coming out, Lynx Tour. Um, we've had Lynx in the line. Which That's is the a, brown one? Champagne. Champagne. It's Champagne. kind of uh, so it's lighter brown. Yeah. I, I know this because I'm a play tester for USRSA, <laughs> okay. and I got it, and I was like, I love this color. Yeah, what color is this? Nice. Yeah. yeah, and it's what? How would you describe it? Um, well, it's got six sides, so it mm -hmm. grips the ball a little bit more, and it's a polyester. All of our link strings are a little livelier, eh, probably a little softer compared uh -huh. to most polys at kind of that middle price point because you know most the people that are buying the most strings are the ones that are breaking it the most, which yeah. are a lot of college players, high big school hitters, players, yeah. big hitters. They want durability, they spin want control. At like a better price point, you know, where a reel is 130 or so compared to some of the other reels like your Hawk or RPM. Oh, some of those would be 250, 180, 200 something, yeah. yeah at least. Um, so Lynx Tour, you know, it's got the texture to grip yeah. the ball, um, but it's it's a little softer, livelier poly. and It's a nice string. Uh, it, it's been very well received by some of our pro players, some pro players using other Rackets, other manufacturers. Okay, so they use a different <laughs> racket, but they want links uh, as a head yeah, string. Yeah, there's a top player that um, can't give away too much information. I but, see. Um, from sure Austria. Can. We're not going to say anything. That's all I needed. That, that, I get it. Yeah, you know, uses a different racket, a white yeah. racket. Yeah. And uh, he, he tested the string and really liked it. That and, guy's been all over the place. And he used it uh, about a year ago, yeah. um, you know, because it's got six sides and you don't necessarily want to put like two textured strings together because yeah. to get the spin, it's actually from the snapback of usually the not beam. from the biting, but from right. the move from the move yeah, of the string. Snapback, so yeah. if you have two textured strings, it's not going to move as much. So he he did um, links tour with like hawk or hawk touch a rounder poly to get the strings to move more. Did he put the textured on the main and the round on the cross? Mm -hmm. That's what I do. I love that. Yep. Yeah. And he won. 
Indian Wells last year, his yeah. first Masters thousand, made it to the finals of a French Couple Open. Of slams. So, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, I say his name, open. but if you yeah. follow tennis, you you know who I'm talking yeah. about. And then mm-hmm. from what I've heard, when the other company found out he was using a different string, they, they told him to it's time to switch and they recently came out with a string in a similar color. Brown. Similar slightly darker brown. Um, champagne. Champagne. It, it's a little darker brown. Yeah. I wouldn't call it champagne. Uh-huh. Uh, so it, we've had really good feedback on Lynx Tour. Um, a lot of top players, uh, pro players, and like the top juniors have gotten seating sets in the last year or so. And it, it, it's going to be one of our best strings. Even even a not top player got a seating even, set. Uh, yeah. 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 So, so I'm a fan. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, looking forward to that. It, it's we're gonna send that with the demos of the new speed, um, which really complements that type of rack. And the new speed is all black, or, uh, no, or actually, this is the black white. Yeah, they they flip the colors. Like currently, it's white on the bottom and black on the top. Okay. The new one's gonna be black on the bottom and like all white, That's which awesome. is what um, like Coco and some of those other players were using at the Australian. So okay. real sharp. It pops out yeah. a lot more on court. Yeah, on the television too. Uh, it's got a. The new technology is graphene 360 plus where they add spiral fibers just above the throat to give it a, a little more flex on impact, give it a little cleaner feel, a little smoother feel. Mm. But, you know, the speed has been one of the top selling rackets in the U.S. over the last couple of years. So it, it didn't change that much. I mean, the, the guys that have been using the speeds the last couple of years are still going to enjoy the, the new version. So a question I'm thinking of, just right here, I'm looking at the players here on Tennis yeah, Magazine. Okay. you got you got a good group of, of players here. Do you have to pay those people a lot of money? Uh, that's another one that's uh, Ooh, above my head. So yeah. so <laughs> with those guys, I'm sure they get some money. Where's the kind of the cutoff? You know, like Zarev and, and obviously Joker, no, Murray. Yeah, yeah they're, they're people who are influencers. Would a guy in the top 100 just get free product versus yeah, somebody getting paid? I, I say mean, you said yeah. top 100. Let's top use 50, some of these guys like... 200. Um, these guys behind we'll us. We'll go down the list a little bit. Chilich yeah. is is not ranked very high anymore, but he's one of you. So just what you think, and yeah. he is on your header card as prestige, right? The prestige. Yeah. Um, from what I've heard, uh, a lot of the endorsements are incentive driven. Like if you okay. Got, okay. win a major, uh, okay, pay a lot. So guarantee this you, much, but yeah, if you finish number one in the world or top ten in the world, you get massive these type of bonuses. Uh, I'm not yeah. sure where the the break is. I mean, there there are a few pro players in the Dallas area. And I was recently contacted by a guy who's top hundred in the world in doubles. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to say the name, but, yeah. Um, yeah. played, played at SMU and good player just inside top hundred. And he contacted me. He's, he's using the radical pro and we updated that last May. He really likes the new version. Want to get some new ones. And you know, it's like, Hey, if, if you buy one of our player packages at preferred price, where you get like three rackets, a bag, some string, that kind of stuff, or you know, a few hundred bucks, we'll give you a few extra free. Mm. And that was kind of the deal for somebody that who is who's top hundred in dubs and dubs. Yeah, I don't think he has a singles ranking. Gotcha. So um, you know, we'll we'll help him out as much as we can, but I, I don't know the specifics of. So you guys recognize that that guy may or may not be new, moving the needle, but a Chilich, even though his ranking is not top 50 or top 30 anymore, unseated at slams, but he's going to move the needle. So I'm, I'm top 20 in my neighborhood. Can I get anything? <laughs> yeah, Can I do anything? Uh, I'm not even number one in my house. I was going to you say, know? you're number two. Yeah, right. <laughs> even though I'm CB1, I'm, I'm number two in the house. You know? so when it comes to the local pros and it comes out of my budget, it yeah. depends on how well you do promoting it and selling it. Okay. That's actually one of my questions. That's how I get paid. (laughs) Um, The guys who do well for you are at clubs 
or are they social media presence? Like, is that moving your needle? Um, For anybody listening, I mean, I think it's yeah. interesting because these people are, might have that thought like, hey, Clint, you know, I'm, I'm a guy that is good on Instagram. Yeah. I'm yeah. good on. Yeah. I know, think what, some of those guys like, uh, you know, you're. Your Bill Riddles, yeah. very active. At Love that conferences, guy. Conferences, uh, yeah. very active on social. Shout media. out to Bill Riddle. He's been yeah. on the on the at yeah. the net. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think he uses the speed, but when the new Prestige oh, came he, out, he had it on on his Instagram. He does a great job. Whenever he's we come so out good. with a new model, he's posting it all yeah. over the place. So I think he's handled more like from our national marketing department. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, I'm a sales rep, so I get paid for what I sell. Right. And so the guys that I'm sponsoring, you guys that. And sell product right at, at places at, what at about my kids? local dealers yeah. uh juniors uh we we have a national scout and national promotions manager okay i mean i i work with them um since i'm here in the area and i'm familiar with all the clubs um, and the ranked kids yeah so if you know like a if dave licker at the lakes yeah contacts me and says well kaylee evans she's one of the top players in the nation. oh nice girl she yeah, did our girl. exhibition last oh, year yeah. great player yeah um you know she'd be of interest she really likes a new gravity and she's Dave contacted me about, Hey, what can we do? And I got in touch with Brian Wilson or mm-hmm. national scout. And we, he's the one who played at um, Illinois. Illinois. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember really Brian good Wilson. player. Yeah. He played, and, and a great singer. Uh, right. Beach Boys. Beach Boys. Yeah. Yeah. Remarkable. Yeah. Like Beach the way Boys. they harmonize. Uh, that How do you do team. that? He's like 75. Him, Rajiv, all those, Rajiv, uh, Kevin, Kevin Anderson, Anderson yeah. all those guys can sing. Yeah. Right. Um, so I, I work with him and, you know, some of the other people in our corporate office on yeah. sponsoring some of the junior players. But somebody like her, yes, we give her free equipment because she's And she's only nationals. 16. Yeah. She's, still she's got a winning nationals, years. ITF juniors, slams. Uh, Wimbledon juniors, U.S. Open juniors, et cetera. Didn't Ringo Starr sing about it? She's only 16. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, sorry. We were getting obscure references. Obscure. <laughs> but, but just real quick, I yeah, want to interject this. Yeah, we got to get back. So, so we're talking, talking w- would there be different textures for the surface? Do you have most people that want a lot of sand in your courts? Or how do you slow down, speed up? Do you, what do you get with people on surfaces? Because I just thought yeah, about that. Standard? Yeah, what What do you all do? do? Do people talk to you about, hey, we want a fast court, a slow court, we don't care court? Or Most, the courts are, the standard court is uh, is rated a number three. And in my opinion, and let for the, it's the safest and the best thing to keep it just as the manufacturer recommends mm. because if if we try and speed up a court or slow down a court, then the question is, well, what if then the customer's not happy? Then, oh, so we're going to resurface the whole court again? It's uh, a lot of labor so and some materials too. I uh, strongly recommend and we, we do the standard because what the manufacturer recommends, and that's what we put down. What which if we is do, the standard more three. ball sales? We want more you know, gritty. We, we, we want more grit, gritty. We want and shoe sales. We want, shoe. we want we want more ball right. and shoe sales. We want toe draggers to need new shoes every week. Bring yeah. more strands. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is that? Do people ever say that to you? You know, like Craig Bell or somebody like that. You know, like put a little more sand. Do, you, do you, I mean is is it really just like sand? You just pour in the in the paint bucket, or how do you how do you get the texture to it? That is correct. It's okay. just it. It is more sand, and uh, but again, I, I don't recommend it because then where do you stop? It's like, you know, painting it, you know, I'm going to paint this room in the house, and then you just keep going and going. Mm. So, And if then you, at the customer's request, you put in too much sand, you can't take the sand back out. Right. So, 
and they've got to be very patient. Right. Um, so, again, the standard recommended, the manufacturer is, uh, is a number three, and that's what we put down everywhere. So most determinants, like, say, say that uh, a T-barn, would that be a number three court maybe behind us? Very or? standard. Right. Correct. And, and then resurfacing probably outdoors every five to seven years, three to five years. What's the, what's the industry norm? The industry norm is every five years. Every five years. And that's for a proper... Post-tension concrete slab. Correct. Yeah. And that's for high utilization. Okay. Yes. 35 years. Indoors? What would you say indoors? If somebody had some indoor courses. Well, listening. with high utilization like yours, Like Craig, this club. It's you're, time. You're due. You right. have your yeah. <laughs> Didn't want to tell me that, but you know, I'm due. Hey, what about this? When sometimes we hear at the outset of, say, a tournament or particularly a slam, like, oh, wow, Australian Open Courts, they're playing very fast. We're hearing where Brad Gilbert will say it on ESPN. Uh this one's playing fast. This is a chance for this type of player. Or, boy, the court is slow. And you're hearing that more about the grass at Wimbledon. You're hearing that maybe a little less about the Australian Open uh, surface. It sounds like they're able to control it a little bit. I know, uh, you know, you're we're big fans of Federer, and it's nice to see a faster court because you're like, oh, maybe you'll see more attacking tennis. Do you know much about who makes decisions like that and um, how the court builders – can respond to those decisions. There are, th- there's different ratings mm-hmm. from, from one to five. Oh, so it's one to oh, five. One to five. Right. So three is your middle guy. Three. And, um, if that's what the, if that's what the club wants to do, or if mm. that's what the tournament wants to do, then yes, you can absolutely positively do it. Um, but I obviously don't work with a lot of tournaments. The slams. Yeah. Okay. So we're just, Right in the middle. Stick to the basics and at the three. We're correct. Yeah. Uh, I do know when we've had conversations with um, a, a Galaxian or a Johan Creek, they've talked a little bit about, yeah, and they've slowed down the courts. And they're not just talking about the grass. Right. So what would be on the faster end of that scale? Uh, say, what, what would a two feel like? A uh, as, or, okay. <laughs> very quick. Wow. And a one would be a very old... Uh, or or just not a lot of sand. Correct. Very slick. Correct. Fast, slow. Back. Five's the slowest, and then Correct. one the fastest. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Do you all sponsor any players? Do, do court builders, you know, like uh, Lake Old sponsored by Lake Old, or is there? I mean, I have I have a T-shirt, you know, right. uh, Master Systems T. Right. No, do you do uh, like a patch deal for uh, for any local standout? Has anybody no. done that no. ever? We. We, we might We're interested. That. We're interested. Okay. We can promote it tonight. But right, right. We have not yet. We, we've got we people. Look at, we've got yeah. people. We've got people. people. There's we've, prospects right there. Right, yeah. right there. So if anybody wants to hit Blair up for a sponsorship, you know, right. you know Master Court Systems, right? Master Systems Courts. Right. Master Dot Systems Court. Right. right. Yep. Blair D. And spell your last name so they know how to. Uh-oh. <laughs> anybody, if you've had seven years of French, you right. are ready for this right. name. Yes. Right. Descaray. Right. D-E-S-C-O-U-R-O-U-E-Z. It's that middle R-O-U right. that will mess with right. people, right. except French teachers. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> back to Clint real yeah. quick. Yeah. Right. Sorry, I wanted to no. work. I had that idea. Thank you. Yeah. I just wanted to get I over understand. there because I, I thought that this was really interesting about surfaces because you're talking about balls. balls. You got brackets, but they're all affected by the court surface as well. Yeah. That's right. another you know part of the the yeah. equation that a lot of people don't think about is the surface of the court sure. affects what strings are doing, what balls are doing, mm-hmm. what rackets are doing. Also at the same time, right? Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 And then, um, yeah. Humidity, playing conditions, like in March, the players go from Palm Springs, which is real dry desert, to Miami, Miami which is Florida. quite yeah. different. Humid, yeah. even though they're 
they were using the same ball, it plays a lot different. Um, you know, Miami's going to be a little slower, more humid, where Palm Springs, the ball just travels through the, through the air faster. So they, they usually go up a little bit in tension in the dryer faster, even a little more control. And then when it's uh, the ball is playing a little slower, uh, lower the tension a little bit, give you a little more power. Is there and both are, are pen balls? Uh, they were. Uh, they were. Okay, now yeah. they've switched to what, Dunlop? Or? Uh, Miami is now Dunlop. Dunlop, yeah. Uh, That's the ATP ball. Yes. Okay, yeah. which That's I think of ATP, I think of Penn. Yeah. But yeah, now it's the, the Penn Tour ball. Penn Tour, same and ball. they're calling it Dunlop ATP. Yeah, um, Indian Wells and all the Oracle challengers yeah. that just came out the last year, they're using the Penn are, are they, Tour are, ball. Are they mostly what you see? You know, would they buy it in a tennis shop like our shop here, or would it be a little different think, configuration, do you think? <laughs> um, kind of like a pro stock, and I'm just curious. On from, a racket from what versus... I've heard, um, actually, I kind of know this from when Zoltan Pop was oh, yeah, Zoltan, challenging yeah. here. You know, he was buying the pin tour ball from us, and first year he did it, he wasn't sure how many balls to buy, and he was running a little bit low. And so he called me and asked me if I could get him some more pin tour ball, or ATP at the time. And I checked around because I, I knew some clubs had some. And um, for the tournaments, we, we saw them a tournament select ball. And I checked with our pin business manager. He said it's the same ball as an ATP. Just in the factory, we test every ball to make sure it meets oh. the standards. Ah, not every balance, one or every squeeze. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not in batches. The it's, drop test, that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Yeah. Uh, which is more expensive for us to do in the factory. So we, we sell it at a little higher price. Um, so I was able to get him some balls, you know, like the, the last day or two for the tournament. He just used them on the practice courts and I think for some doubles matches. But for the main singles matches, he used the tournament select balls to, to make sure that every ball. So same players. ball, just a little tighter specs. Yeah, tighter yeah. specs is all. Yeah. That's what I've heard. You know, tour players are really thinking about that stuff. Like, will, oh, this yeah. ball. Or, I got to practice with this and, ball. You know, I we, need three weeks with this ball. Right. And we've played enough tennis where, you know, every once in a while you're going to open a can. and It's a dead one. Soft. It's a weak one, yeah. You wouldn't want, you know, like finals of Indian Wells or Miami tossing ball. You, you don't want Dominic Kepfer yeah. uh, angry you with know, you about balls. Can, like hitting the ball back and, and on screen seeing it's a pinball. So yeah. we, we test every ball to make sure yeah. it's good. Oh, that's good. Should we shoot to the pop culture? We got to go to our yeah. third yeah. set, my man. Right. Yeah, yes, we, we've been we, talking we, background, career, yes. industry, trends, and here we are. This is the we fun part. We call this rapid fire. Rapid fire. There's, fast hands. Yeah, we don't want to dig deep, deep, so let's go kind of quick questions. Uh, we usually don't even emphasize that, but when we've got two guys, let's go uh, Yeah, let's, let's go, go quick. quick. Yeah, okay. All right, first band you saw in concert, Clint Semero. Uh, smashing Pumpkins. When smashing I was in middle Pumpkins. School. In middle school, your dad let you go to uh, early nineties. Um, it was probably ninety mid nineties. It was at um, Reunion Arena. Excellent. Which tour was it? Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. Mm -hmm. The double one. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wow. that was great. That was a good one. I love and it. Garbage open for him. Oh the, yeah, the same producer, right? Vig produced both. I'm not sure. That guy's a genius. Yeah. I, I think I was yeah. in like seventh grade and one of my friend's dad took us and it was a lot of fun. That sounds new, like new experiences in a lot that, of ways. I, I, that I, sounds I, like my <laughs> deal. In ninth grade, I saw my first show. Yeah, I, I'm going gonna, gonna to think Blair's going to have a different uh, group than Smashing Pumpkins that he saw in concert. <laughs> Cheap Trick. Cheap uh, Trick. Oh, 79. Yes. I think the tour was something Budokan. Live I was live at Budokan. That live was the <laughs> I wondered if you flew over yeah. to Budokan. Did you ever see Budokan? <laughs> no. 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 It was I, in I think Texas. I was in, I was in seventh or eighth grade and I was 
gonna go with my best friend and then he got grounded and I wound up going with my best friend's sister and her awesome. dad. Yeah. <laughs> reunion, <laughs> was it reunion? Probably was reunion. Yeah, same yeah. same venue, <laughs> different yeah. era. Only different probably probably fifteen ninety three, so seventy nine, fourteen That's years earlier. Right. Right. <laughs> so all right, so next question. If you yeah. could hear a band what band would it be in what city venue, that kind of thing. So if you if you could really hear a band, because like the Stones are coming, yeah. right. would you would you want to see the Stones? I saw the Rolling Stones in the Cotton Bowl October 31st, 1981. Oh, uh, was that the uh, Still Life Tour? I was yeah. on the raining day. So the day before it didn't rain in two days. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a great time. It wasn't Zoo Fest or something like that? Was that part of that deal way back then? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know if it was. I'm sure they were promoting it like the Zoo radio station. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you bet. Um, yeah, 100,000 people there and just I'm sure some scantily clad people maybe yeah, as well yes. that, <laughs> 81 was when Mick went from rock and roll star to Mick Jogger with the with the football pants and the knee pads and all right I think so like yeah. heavy aerobics right. influence yeah. in his moves yeah. 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 some spandex Mick did oh Mick yeah and of course Keith was Keith yeah. and still is uh, how about you yep yeah. um I'm not sure which band I'd really like to see. <laughs> Have your taste changed from rock? No, I still like rock. Yeah. That's probably my favorite. Uh, um, venue that I'd like to attend would be Red Rocks. Oh, Ooh, Red Rocks. Yeah. That's a good one. We haven't I've had never that been one come there. Up. I, yeah. You know, it seems like that's a really cool place. That's a good place. one. Yeah. Maybe see like Allman Brothers or somebody like that. Oh, yeah. really cool. Boy, he's rocking at old school. Yeah. Greg yeah. Allman. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's going your era. Right? It's rock. Yeah. 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 Eat a Peach. Yeah. <laughs> Eat a Peach. Uh, <laughs> that, that's an Allman Brothers <laughs> uh, album. Eat a Peach. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so now this is a really interesting one about your personality. Uh-huh. Right? This is a, this is one of these kind of questions. So if you're in a band, all right, and you could be any member of a band, and you could play instruments and do all that stuff, what would you be, the lead singer like Mick? Would you be the lead guitarist? Would you be a drummer, keyboard, or bass guitarist? So you can, you can choose one of those, or maybe you could be the glockenspiel player like me. I, I'm playing like glockenspiel. <laughs> I'm a good glockenspiel player. So that, so what do you think, Clint? We'll uh, throw it out to you. What? Probably bass player. Bass player. Probably Interesting. In the background, just Interesting. Just kind of moving your head. Just kind of. That's yeah. exactly what I would have thought. Where yeah. you, you know you mentioned Bill Riddle. He said, "Oh, do you even have to ask that? Lead singer, lead guitar, <laughs> oh, yeah. right. front man. Yeah, right. yeah. I'd rather be in the back. Back at the back of the house. So bass. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blair Descaray. I feel the same way. Really? Yeah. No, I would see you out in and front. And it seems kind really? of simple compared yeah. to that. <laughs> it's a lot less intricate. Yeah. They may yeah. not know. I don't see you in the background. Not with the, with the beard like that. Be. Yeah. <laughs> really? So you'd be bass guitarist too, huh? Uh, yes. Maybe? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Favorite movie, TV show? Blair, mm-hmm. what, do you, what do you got? You Gladiator. Like Gladiator. 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 Yeah. Gladiator. Really? Are you not entertained? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yes. Yeah. What about you, Clint? Um... I like Seinfeld. I grew up watching Seinfeld. Ah, there you go. And also like Curb Your Enthusiasm. Love it. Do you, do you like dry that? Comedy. Yeah. Really? Okay. So, it, so I didn't go Curb Your Enthusiasm. I couldn't. I like Seinfeld. Yeah. Curb just didn't. It was a little uh, too much. I kicked it to the curb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just. Yeah. I like Jerry Seinfeld. I, I liked all those characters. On some of our Instagram posts, I've used both those theme songs. Theme, oh, okay. theme songs. I just, I, I love them both. Mm-hmm. And one of our past guests, Noah Rubin. I had your same two answers, but he flipped them oh, okay. for him. He's a little younger, so yeah, he's head first. Yeah, he's a lot younger. He's yeah. 25 or something. Yeah, right. He's a head player. Yeah, he right. plays with which one? <laughs> Speed? Is it? I, oh, he's, he's changed. Yeah, he's, he's instinct. I'm not sure what he's okay. using now. Okay. 
In fact, he was here, and I, he unfortunately lost first round, and I didn't get to see him because I only went Monday. Was Noah here? He, he was here? He uh, was in Dallas. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. 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 It would have been fun to go to I him. wanted him to win his first round and then play Francis in the second, second round. Second round. Their first seed, yeah. Boy, I, did, I, did, yeah. I, looked, I thought I, did, I didn't see his name. He had an elbow roll. problem. He had those MRIs the day – we had our show on Sunday night. Monday, he had a, a thing with the doctor, doctor, and it turned out he was definitely Still injured, bugging him. needed yeah. rest. And he's working his way back. So shout out to Noah Rubin. Noah Rubin, ATN guest here. All right, uh, another good question here. This is a really thought-provoking one. This is a fun one. All right, now, if you had four people, and you could have more, all right, who would your dinner guest be? You know, you can dinner you can, for five. Dinner, you plus four. You plus four, and you can go back in history. You can go forward. You can, you know, you can say my parents, my family. You can go back, you know, and, you can and say your era. You can go back in time. Sure, any anything. Any, these these are your people that you know. Yeah, we've had some very interesting people at the the dinner table. Let's put it that way. Blair Desqueray, you look like a man that's that's highly thinking right there, thinking about dinner guests that would be uh, dinner guests. Yes. Well. Jesus would have to be at the sure. table. Okay. Um, Einstein. Ooh. Why yeah. not Buddha while we're at it? Okay. Mm. Um, yes. You're going for the intellectuals. <laughs> right. So the spiritual and intellectual. Yeah. And then uh, why not add Bob Dylan to the mix? Ooh, now that story. would be interesting. Yeah, we haven't had yeah. Bob Dylan. He's been, he's been our first, uh, yeah. first time. Anybody else that you would invite also to? Yeah, maybe. You, it's, yeah. You didn't have to be forward. Is there anybody else? Mother Teresa to keep us all oh, in case. Good one. Yes, that'd be, be interesting. What about you, Clint? Well, you, you, you're you're a tough act to follow. It is, yeah, isn't it? I, yeah. I wouldn't go in that way with her. Uh, <laughs> well, that's okay. <laughs> right. I, but we've I, had sports figures. We've yeah. Had. I remember watching the Rangers, Texas Rangers baseball team several years ago mm. when Nolan was still involved in it. Mm, okay. right. And a lot yep. of times he was sitting with George W. Bush, uh, not to get in politics, but he seems like a fun guy to have a beer with and watch him baseball game and yeah. you know you'd see those two guys just sitting right right next to the rangers dugout watching the baseball game and i always thought like how cool would that be to yeah. sit there with nolan and george w watching yeah. the rangers it'd be good that he could put mother Teresa in a headlock yeah. and start uh, hanging on her head a little different than <laughs> kind of like robin ventura <laughs> uh, and then also like ron washington back then so. Ooh, oh yeah, wash that'd be cool yeah so, wash cool, nolan cool, funny guy instead of like a guy. dinner table i'd rather be at a baseball game yeah, yeah. okay yeah oh, that, that's Hanging okay out with those guys Sitting in, in the with the W Nolan, Nolan Wash anybody Washington. else? Um, your dad? You'd invite your dad over, yeah, maybe. I'd invite my dad. Yeah. <laughs> and and Ken, the, Ken Sermon would be great to sit with yeah, too. He would. He's kind of a legend around here. <laughs> I, I guess so. Would you have yeah. a boomstick? Would you would you all not, nosh on a boomstick? Uh, yeah, I might get a boomstick. <laughs> that's a that's like a three foot hot dog. Yeah, yeah tell everybody at home that yeah, is a yeah, massive I think hot it's dog. A two foot long hot dog, which is all kinds of stuff. It's just indigestion waiting to happen, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> it's not your everyday thing to have, yeah. And anybody else that you would have at the the game with you sitting there? Uh, that's about all I can think of right now. I mean, okay, my son. Okay, no, oh, that cool. kid's yeah, awesome. Yeah, he would. Yeah, yeah. All right, East Coast, West Coast. Are you East Coast guy, West Coast guy? West, West Coast. West. Okay, any reason? The weather. Weather's better. Okay. Yeah. Not, not Florida. You're Southern Cal. Um, yeah, Southern Cal. San Diego. I, I, I love that area. Yeah. I've been to Southern Cal and parts of LA a few times and. If if an opportunity ever came my way that I could afford to live out there, I, 
might make that move. She can be homeless. Yeah, there were a lot of homeless yeah, people yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. I saw a lot like of homeless people out there last week. Or, you know, <laughs> more than I'm paying for my house. But. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people out there just kind of hit, hitting the sidewalk. Uh, you, well, you what do you think? Yeah, West Coast you? or East? West Coast. West Coast also. also. Okay. Right. Would you do like California, Oregon, North Washington? Cal or what are you? Southern Cal? California. Southern yeah. Cal? Right. Okay. The Bay Area. Yeah, I just remember driving through San Diego one time and just all the tennis courts like right along the beach and oh, the yeah. parks and everybody was outside, you know, just being active. That's, yeah. that's, that's a pretty cool scene. Yeah, that's where I'd like to go. All right, mountains or beach? Clint Summerow? Beach. Beach, okay. Any reason? Uh, I just like hanging out and enjoying the sun. All right. Mountains or beach? Blow desk, right? Beach. Beach also. Okay. Beach guys. Wow. Right. Surfing, that kind of thing. Fishing. Hanging tin. Fish. 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 Oh, fishing. Okay. From that standpoint. Uh, favorite season? Spring, winter, fall, summer. summer? What's your favorite season, Clint? In Texas, fall. Uh, fall. Okay. It, it cools. Down. Anywhere else you'd said summer, huh? Yeah, anywhere <laughs> else. Um, summer. Summer here in Texas just gets a little too hot in July, August. But, you know, I think October, end of September, October, early Texas, yeah. when it's you know you're you're in the 80s during the day you got it's a little cool in the morning you got football on the weekends it's just that's the best time yeah warm days cool mornings you don't you don't cool play nights. usta match when it's 110 on the court uh yes i have in the last few years but i'm tired of it yeah how about you season definitely spring but i must admit in texas that falls welcome after the texas heat, heat yeah but i i do like i like spring yes Favorite holiday, Blair Desgray. Favorite holiday, Christmas. Christmas. Okay, reason. I just love the the celebration. I like the true meaning behind Christmas. Yeah. And uh, the family. Okay. He, he is yeah. one of your good dinner guests. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason. Yeah. You gotta love that one. That's right. Yeah. What about you, Clint? What do you got? Uh, don't really have a favorite. Uh, I'd probably say Thanksgiving. Um, just you get a little longer break. Yeah. Uh, like turkey and that kind of stuff? Yeah, you know, you just enjoy the family and uh, football's on too as well. Yeah. Right. Cowboys, so, like I said, even big, though we lose. Eat a big lunch and right. watch some football, take a nap, and then have Friday, Saturday, Sunday to just hang out. That's probably my favorite holiday. You're, you're not going to be able to take too many naps with that youngster. No, I, yeah, <laughs> when he naps. When, when he, he naps. naps. Oh, okay, that's right. You better time it right, right? <laughs> yeah, right. What do you all like to do in your spare time? What do you like to do? Yeah, all three of you, tennis, your wife, you, you your baby. Yeah, what do you all do in your spare time, Clint? Uh, spend time with my family. For uh, sure. You know, sell tennis rackets. I help my dad at High Point. Mm-hmm. Oh, you teach still, yeah. Um, I haven't been teaching lately, but yeah. I help him with the tournaments. Okay. And, um, you know, when he's out of town, I kind of keep an eye on things and, Make make sure it's a lot of pen balls yeah. in there, yeah, not Wilson's or. Yeah. Uh, I do all the orders for them. So you do <laughs> inside just job, on auto right? ship. Um, yeah. Other than tennis, so, so, yeah, so outside, yeah, outside, yeah. Other, outside um, of tennis, and, and then uh, I'm also involved with a, a few charities. One that I was just on with you guys, the Tennis Honor. Yeah, that was tremendous. That was a yeah. blast. I enjoyed uh, hanging with you, serving with you on that. Yeah, and then uh, I'm also the volunteer chair and like co-tournament director with my dad of the Children Helping Children. And co, let's be honest, co-founder. Um, my parents founded it. Okay. Um, when I was five, I was treated for Ewing sarcoma, which is yeah. bone cancer at Children's. And a couple years after that, my parents started the Children Helping Children tennis tournament to mm. uh, give back to Children's, raise funds for research and treatment. And I've been in charge of the last few years. Uh, this year will be the, the 30th year. Um, 
So long history there. And, so a know, cancer survivor, that, cancer which survivor. is great. Yeah. Glad um, you're here. Yeah. So, you know, each, each year we get about 400, 500 kids playing. It's, it's gotten bigger all the time, right? Uh, it, it's always been big. I it's mean, the awesome. first couple of years were kind of small, but yeah. after that, it, it's just been rolling. So it's, it's a USTA sanctioned tournament. Um, so they get points at three levels. Yeah. We offer super champs, champs, um, you know, the non-qualified, mm-hmm. we offer the, the orange, the green. Oh, it's more than three levels. Under, uh, for the 10 and under. Oh, so yeah. we, yeah. we want to offer it to every level of tennis player and, a uh, big portion of it is the the kids. You know, it's called Children Helping Children. They raise a lot of the funds. They, yeah, they can with people like yes. us, right? right. right. Yeah. And so, you know, each year we raise around a hundred thousand. Um, over the twenty nine years, we've raised three point four million. Wow, total. that's great. I mean, that's that's awesome. I mean, so, that's a lot of money. That's yeah, a lot of awareness. It's a lot of money. It's a big tournament. Yeah, you know, tons of volunteers. Tons, tons of courts of you use, not oh, just yeah. High Point. I mean, You're at every high school, every. Uh, yeah, court. we use about six or seven different facilities. Yeah. And They've been out here. Playing out. Yeah, correct. That's right. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love it. Of the tournament for yeah. years. Oh, yeah. Um, love it. Uh, bought, you can buy T-shirts if you can't play in it also. Yeah. yeah. Sell those for uh, usually 25 25 bucks or so. And then the, the kids, if they raise so much money, they get, you know, uh, different prizes like uh, shoes and rackets and trips to John Newcomb's tennis camp mm-hmm. over the summer. Um, so it's, it's a really cool tournament. Really exciting. Usually so, that's in the September time frame. Uh, September is Childhood Cancer uh, Awareness Month, so we, we do it then. You know, the most of the USTA uh, challengers, champ major zones, super champ major zones are the first two weekends. We always do it the, the third weekend, like around the 20th, 21st. It's just about time the fair starts up around it, uh, Texas it, it, State Fair. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a busy weekend. It's usually when Balloon Fest is right down the street. Oh, in Plano, uh, that's know, right. Oktoberfest is yeah. there. Um, so really, it's, a good, it's a good time, and, and usually yeah. the weather's – not so hot. That's usually kind of yeah. About the it usually time. starts cooling down a little yeah. bit. Um, so it's it's a it's a big deal. Um, real proud of every everybody that's helped and everything we've done. Um, and you're feeling great. And uh, yeah, yeah. Healthy. You're always Good. healthy. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 uh, just out of curiosity, do you have to go back and get checked once a year, every five years? No, no they I, just I say, "Yeah, hey, we'll to. see you later." I mean, I get my blood checked every once in a while. Yeah. But but otherwise, yeah, yeah, you're. you're uh, Clean after, like, after five years, you know, if it hadn't come back, or your chances are about the same as everybody else. So um, I, th- I think it's real important to, you know, stay active, um, try to eat a little healthier, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Uh, like everybody should, but especially for cancer survivors and people like that. So um, really involved with that. And then I'm also on the board of directors for Wipeout Kids Cancer, mm-hmm. which is another charity organization. Um, Cindy Brinker Simmons is the founder. Her mom was... Marine Conqueror, who actually died from cancer when she was only 34, and Cindy founded Wipeout Kids Cancer. Uh, this year is actually the, the 40th year, um, so I'm on the board of directors with that, and we do a few different things. We do, um, we have a, uh, used to be called Ambassadors. I was an ambassador when I was seven, eight years old after I yeah. went through the cancer deal. Um now they're called Warriors, and actually, this afternoon, I was at Brookhaven for several hours. We had the, the Warrior Party, where um, it was about 30 of the 45 kids that are like currently going through cancer at either Children's Dallas or Medical City or some Cook's. Main hospitals around yeah. here. And for the folks at home, when Clint mentioned Brookhaven, a huge country club yeah, huge with country 40 club. Cor- or 42 courts, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. at the tennis. I was at the the main club. Main club, and, yeah. Um, so we had a little welcome party for all the warriors, where um, we introduced, um, you know, 
provided lunch and gift bags and all that. And then we'll do several activities throughout the year um, for the Warriors, different uh, because Cindy, you know, comes from a sporting background. We do a lot of sporting events. Um, mm. And so we, we take care of those kids and, and, and their families, not just the kids. It's, it's the parents, the siblings, you know, give them a, a lot of opportunities just kind of get out of the house, do something fun. Um, that's one of the three things we do. The other is the buddy bag program where, you know, a lot of times when the families find out like your, your kid has cancer, you need to you know, immediately check in the hospital. They're not prepared. Um, so, so to we have a bag with some a, necessities. Like a bag with a lot of just, you know, soap and necessities. Basically. Yeah. 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 Um, just to, you know, kind of help them out those first couple weeks when, they find out the terrible news. Um, just kind of, it's more for the family um, to help them out. And then we also do other events to raise funds for research to try to find more effective, less toxic ways to treat childhood cancer. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you get asked to go to hospitals and visit kids? You know, just because you're a cancer survivor, kids' cancer, I could see that. I'm just thinking yeah. off the top of my head, would they? <laughs> ask you to come over and say some nice words to some kids and go, Hey, look, this guy, you know, uh, had kind of what you have and going through. He's been there and look at him now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I do. And then like with these warriors, I got to meet, you know, all the kids and their families today. So you've gone through that, like I said, and and, I mean, that's gotta be an emotional thing for family. I'm just, you know, throwing that out there right now. I'm sure your parents are probably scared to death you know when you were how old was it when you were diagnosed you were five or five. six yeah five, yes. five, yeah, five years old and... probably running around like a normal kid for most of your life and then all of a sudden like a, a freight train just hit them you know? yeah yeah it was a you know quite an experience for i was young so i don't remember quite everything um it, it was scary obviously but I, you know five years old a lot of things are scary for kids but i now that I, I have my own son, I, I just can't imagine what, you know, my what, what, yeah, yeah, what, what your mom and dad was. Yeah. Because for a long time, I, growing up, I was involved with the tournament and everything else. And then when I went off to college and afterwards, it, you know, it was part of my story, but you know, I, I moved on to other things. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to be gross individual. Um, but after having a son a few years ago, it's, it's really changed my perspective on things. And I'm always happy to give back in any way I can and, if that's just showing up to an event, meeting families and, you know, just talking to them, um, yeah. I'm happy to do that. Well, congratulations oh, on all that. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't have much in your spare time. That's <laughs> like, wow, yeah. what do you, when do you sleep? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when yeah. your kid takes a nap, right? Recently, it's, <laughs> yeah. It, it's something like every, not just weekend, but every Saturday, Sunday right. mm. and during the week too. But yeah. uh, I'm happy to help out. It's, wow. um, after, you know, get myself back in the last couple of years, it's, it's really special. And then, I mean, today, just meet some of those families and hearing their, their stories. It's, it's amazing. I, mean, I can't believe what these families are going through. Yeah. Well, you're a good man, Charlie. Yeah, thank yeah. you. We appreciate that. Larry, what do you like to do in your spare moment? Do you have a spare moment every now and then? I feel terribly. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> right now. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that act. I would say is going to seem very selfish. Yeah. Um, do you I, like to fish? I, I heard you yeah. say that. I, I love to spend time with the family, and I love to exercise, and the exercise, you know, in addition to tennis, but I love to jog. It's a great way for me to clear my head, and, yeah. and uh, it's just uh, quality, quality time. Um, I do love to fish also. And, and like uh, deep sea fishing, or do you like lake fishing? Where do you fish? Yeah, do you fish? Here? Yeah. Um, I love to, I don't have the opportunity to do it very often, but 
bass fishing. I just love to go bass fishing. So, here is yeah. your favorite fishing hole. Yeah, you gonna give up your? There's uh, a few. There's a few. Uh, on the the outskirts of some country clubs, there's some. Uh-huh. There's some. Uh, you won't mention some honey holes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. But just just in, in Texas, will you go yes. on a trip to Argentina to fish, or you know something like that? Would that be of We're, interest? Uh, I'm visiting with the wife today about a possible striper fishing trip Ooh, at Stripe Lake Texas. Texoma. Oh, okay, that's close go. by. Yeah, yeah. yeah on the Oklahoma side or up. Texas side? <laughs> Oklahoma. Oh, oh, there, there you go. go. All right. Craig's the most, <laughs> the most... The climbing wild man. Most <laughs> patriotic <laughs> Okie we know. Did, did you do any noodling? Are you a noodler? Oh, I'm, I'm the... familiar, but no, I've never done noodling. <laughs> <laughs> or will you ever the try it? Fish. I probably won't. No, that's... Noodling, if you look it on online, that's... Uh, stupidity uh, that's a darwin award winner waiting to happen right there we'll put it that way all right so last question in the interest of time we're going to skip all these other ones because we've been going a long time all right so blair yeah i know you're a tennis player you're in the court industry business uh if you were you you were the commissioner of of the game of tennis what's the one thing you could wave the magic wand and say okay i'd like to do this for tennis what would that be I'd like to do this for tennis. Yes, for the great game. You you have the magic wand. You could change anything. Like, we're going to change the dimensions of the court. We're going to make all courts hard court. It could you know? be process. It could it, be uh, operations. could sure. be whatever you like. Anything. Anything that you – can you think of anything that, that tennis is missing, lacking, that you might like to see? Like, the only one serve or maybe that the net should be lower. You know, I'm thinking of just from a, a court – guy you know what's he thinking in his yeah. mind that could be thinking versus somebody like you get a chance to think on this that's yeah. the thing yeah that's it yeah, yeah. Eight, we, I, how about just eight game pro sets and just drive the advertisers crazy interesting and, and uh really and speed up the game to a ridiculous so pace. even like at the grand slam would you do like an eight game process yes Quick, really? quick matches. Quick. Quick yeah. and easy money. One, two, three. Yeah. You, he's could a, have, you could have tournaments every afternoon. He's a tournament yeah. director's dream. <laughs> An eight-game process. Regular scoring, though? You. You bet. Yeah. Okay. Right. No, not no ad, but just regular scoring. A little, little less about fitness and stamina. <laughs> right. More about having many tournaments all the time. Right. Profit. Yeah. How right. good do you feel at this moment? But that's not going to wear out any courts if you do that. You know, that's the thing. It's, true. it's volume. Oh, it's volume. Oh, volume. volume. Okay, there we go. All right, Clint, what about you? Uh, If you had the magic wand, you're the commissioner of the great game. Change some rules, have some fun with it. What are you going to do? Somehow make it more affordable and accessible for kids um, just to get more kids playing tennis. Yeah. Because it's a sport of a lifetime. I mean, we're all here. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, And I I think it's a sport that, you know, it's not as popular as it used to be. um, Let's be honest. Yeah. And, you know, if there's some way to get more kids, just your average, you know, kid playing tennis instead of playing video games or on their phone or something like that, uh, I don't know the answer. But, I mean, I wish there was a way that we could get more more players. I mean, that would help all of us build equipment. Everybody, yeah. Equipment, right. Yeah, everything. Lessons. Everything. Teaching, um, but, learning. But it's such a great sport that, you know, you learn so much more than just the competition. You learn life lessons on right. the tennis court. I mean, we've all played at a high level and competed and had some tough losses some tough wins. And, uh, you know, that, that's something that other sports you can't get because they're not as individual. And, um, you know, a lot of sports you can't play your entire life. Yeah. Um, and it seems like a lot of kids are playing those type of sports. And then once they're into college or out of college, they're, they're, not, they're not active. Um, and, you know, tennis, you can play – you see guys in yeah. their 70s, 80s, yeah. 90s still out there, and it's a 
it's good socially, it's good physically, um, good mentally. So I, it's even good business wise. Yeah, how many business? Uh, how many yeah. people have we met that you know, yeah, right. led to something else? Um, so somehow I, I, I don't know what the answer is, but you know that, that's my goal or my wish for tennis is to get more kids playing, make it more accessible and affordable. Um, Love it. Gentlemen, incredible answers, both of you. You, you uh, very good. just kept raising the bar, both of you, and it was really fun for us. That, that's why we call these the, the Oscar winners right you here. They really are. Don't watch the Oscars. Yeah. There's a bunch of nonsense You don't need it. You don't no. need it. we got two guys that have won the Academy Award right here, haven't they? <laughs> that's it. They are Academy Award winners. we got Brad Pitt over yeah. here. Yeah. And we've got, uh, let's see. Let's see. Who's the tall, thin guy that we can... Uh, uh, Matthew Broderick. <laughs> there you go. Right. Although I think he's a little taller and thinner than Matthew, but I like it. All right. Well, he, yeah, he, like might, it. he might be like, uh, let's see, let me, let me see that side profile. I'm sitting here looking <laughs> at that right there, trying to figure this one out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. How about Jackie Gleason? Want to be Jackie Gleason? Uh, I don't think Jackie Gleason that. wants to be Jackie Gleason. <laughs> <laughs> Don Rickles. There we go. Good. You're just there being great one summer. All right. Well, guys, this has been an absolute you. blast. Thank you. Thank, uh, you. thank you so much. And uh, yes. it, went, it went by quick. It went, it flew, and CB won with the dismount. Yes. Uh, thanks for listening to Season 1, Episode 29 of At The Net Podcast. Be sure to tell a friend. Our friends, as we like your peeps, and hopefully they'll like us. And that's the tennis news as it seems to us. Good evening from Dallas, Texas, everybody. Thank you all for watching on Facebook Live and listening to the podcast. We'll see you next time. Thank you all.